welcome to this week's episode of Everything Under the Sun, a weekly podcast answering all the most pressing questions children around the world have about life on Earth. My name is Molly and today I have three questions. Our first question is about food and our senses, so who better to answer it than the brilliant chef Heston Blumenthal. He loves to experiment with food and our sense of smell, sight, taste and hearing. He's going to answer a question from Sanem. Over to Sanem. Hello, my name is Sanem. I am eight years old. I love playing with my friend Shiva. And my question is, when you have a cold, why do you taste differently? That's such a great question, Sanem. I'm going to hand over to Heston Blumenthal to answer your question. Heston has created incredible food including bacon and egg ice cream, snail porridge and a dish that plays with our sense of sight, taste and hearing. If you're ever lucky enough to go to Heston's restaurant, The Fat Duck, you could be served Sound of the Sea. It's a plate of lots of food that comes out of the sea like seaweed, cockles and mussels and has edible sand and sea foam. The food is arranged to look like the shoreline where the sea hits the beach and you eat it while listening to the sound of the sea and seagulls. They play through headphones on an iPod. The iPod is served inside a conch shell along with your food. The food tastes even more delicious than it would on its own because your senses are being mixed up. You can see the sea and you can hear it as well as taste it. Because Heston understands how our senses are mixed up when it comes to eating food, he's going to answer Sanem's question about why we taste differently when we have a cold. Over to Heston. Hi, Heston here. Thank you for your great question. When you have a cold, things taste differently because normally with a cold you have a blocked nose. Now here's an experiment for all of you to try. Take something like a piece of apple actually and clench your nostrils with your finger and your thumb tightly. Have a bite of the apple but keep your nostrils clenched and then think about the acidic and sweet taste coming from the apple but there's no smell of the apple no flavor then with the apple still in your mouth let go of your nostrils and wait for the apple flavor to come flooding through and you can try this with all sorts of things it's because when we say taste taste isn't just in the mouth it's between the mouth and the nose so when our nose is blocked up we talk like that and we can't taste things so that's why so if you have a cold but your nose isn't blocked up then your taste will be okay If you've got a very blocked up nose, well, maybe you have to blow it. Thanks so much, Heston. I hope you will try his experiment at home with a piece of apple. Let me know how you get on and what you find. And do chat about what you discover at home with your friends and your family. Last week, I asked you to send in your impressions of parrots squawking in the Amazon to win a copy of my new book, Natural Wonders of the World, which will be in shops this coming week. Here are my favourite parrot entries. My name is Tommy, I like football, and my impression of a parrot is like this. Hello! Hello! Molly, uh, this is Isaac, I'm six, and my impression of a parrot is... My name is Magnus, and I'm six years old. This is my impression of a parrot. and I'd love to win your new book and here's my um, parrot 
Hello, Hello morning. morning. Hello. Uh, my okay. name's Gabriel and I'm six. My name is Jacob and I'm four and three quarters. And I like books, football and running. I like park one, playing stories. And here is our, our, our parrot impression. Thanks so much to all the amazing parrots. They're brilliant. However, I asked a pirate to lend me his parrot so the parrot could tell me which one he thought sounded most like a parrot from the Amazon. And he said, this week, the winner is... Isaac. Congratulations, Isaac. One copy of Natural Wonders of the World, available in all good bookshops this coming week, is winging its way in the post to you and will land in your home very soon. I hope everyone else will look up my book and try and find it in a bookshop this week, or you can even order it online. I've got one more special copy of Natural Wonders of the World to give away this week, so for a chance to win, I want you to send in your impressions of a baby dinosaur calling out to its mum. The best baby dinosaur will win a copy of my book, Natural Wonders of the World. To enter, just ask an adult to record you saying your name, your age, and a bit about yourself, and then do your baby dinosaur impression, and send it in to me at molly at everythingunderthesun.co.uk. Our next question is about food as well, and it comes from Charlie. He's six, and he has a very good question about garlic breath. Hi, my name's Charlie. I'm from Warnigam. I'm six years old, and I like Michael Jackson and pizza. And my question is, why do we breathe garlic breath, not noodle breath or apple breath? Hi, Charlie. Well, that's such a great question. Let's talk about why everyone gets garlic breath. Well, garlic is filled with chemicals called sulfur compounds that go into your blood after you eat garlic. It's really, really healthy for your blood, so it's great to eat garlic, but it's not so great for your breath. The sulfur from the garlic that goes into your bloodstream is whooshed around your body by your blood, and when it reaches your lungs, some goes up the throat and out through your mouth. You can also sweat the smell of garlic, and actually, if you eat a lot of it, your whole body will smell of garlic, because it's in your blood once you've eaten it. Only for a few days, though, so don't worry. You can't fully get rid of it by brushing your teeth, because the garlic chemicals in your blood, and the smell is caused by chemistry happening inside your body, rather than just inside your mouth. The best way to cure garlic breath is by eating things with molecules in them that seem to destroy the sulphur inside your blood. Scientists looking into garlic breath have tested lots of food and they found that the good ones to banish away bad garlic breath are lettuce, celery, potato, chicory, parsley, mint leaves, peppermint, basil, mushroom and a great one is apple. You could try this out yourself by eating something garlicky like garlic bread and then after that eat an apple. Maybe the rest of the same one you used for Heston's experiment. Then get someone else to just eat the garlic bread and see who smells better. It should be the person who ate the apple. So why don't you get noodle breath or apple breath? Well, it's because they don't contain the same sulfur compounds that garlic has, so they don't send chemicals into your bloodstream that cause you to smell. However, if you eat a lot of super noodles or other not very healthy foods, you could get bad breath because sugary foods are bad for your teeth and could cause holes in your teeth, or they might make you get an upset tummy which causes gas. But if you have healthy noodles with lots of vegetables, you'll be fine. Apples and other fruits and vegetables with fibre in them are very good for your breath. 
If you eat an apple, you might smell a bit appley, but that's a great fresh smell. Crunching apples helps remove plaque from your teeth and helps your mouth generate more saliva, which is a very natural way to battle bad breath. Other foods that are good for bad breath are cinnamon because it kills bacteria in your mouth, cucumber because it has lots of water in it and it has a crunch like apples that makes your mouth make saliva, and grapefruit which has vitamin C in it that fights bacteria in your mouth and keeps your gums very healthy. I hope that answers your question, Charlie. Our final question comes from Leo. He is five and he has a question about a bird of prey and how it finds food to eat. Hello Molly, my name is Leo and I'm five and I want to know how do um, falcons catch their prey? Hi Leo, that's a great question. Well, falcons have to catch their prey so that they and their families have food to eat. They need to be able to feed their chicks. Well, luckily for them, falcons are incredible hunters. How they catch their prey is they start by flying very, very high in the sky and looking down towards Earth for anything tasty to eat. They have eyes as good as telescopes and can see eight times better than humans. They can spot prey from two miles away. Ask an adult how far away your school is so you can get an idea of how far away two miles is. That's how far a falcon can see. As soon as they spot prey, they drop into a swooping dive and can shoot towards earth, towards their prey. Peregrine falcons are the fastest of all the falcons and they can fly over 200 miles per hour to catch their prey. That means they're moving over three times as fast as your daddy on the motorway. Their eyes help them keep a watch on their prey while they fly. They don't ever blink, as that would mean they would lose sight of their prey for a split second. Instead, they have a see-through eyelid that closes over their eyeball that cleans away dust. Because it's see-through, the falcon never needs to lose sight of its prey. This special see-through eyelid is called a nictating membrane, which you spell N-I-C-T-A-T-I-N-G. And we talked about it on the first episode of the podcast because sharks have it too to help them swim through the water and attack their prey. Falcons also have a ridge over their eyes to keep their eyes shaded a bit like sunglasses and special bones that hold their eyes in place when making sudden moves. Some scientists did an experiment to look at falcons' eyesight while they're flying. They put little helmets and tiny backpacks onto some falcons and then filmed them as they flew. They found out that falcons train their eyes on their prey and never move their eyeballs while they're hunting. Instead, they'll move their body around constantly in the air to make sure they're following their prey and moving in the wind, but their eyes always look straight ahead. This helps them fly towards their prey in the quickest time possible. They have specially shaped bodies and pointy wings which they tuck into their bodies to shoot towards their prey. Their hearts and breathing systems mean they can beat their wings four times a second without getting tired. They go so fast that the air moving towards the falcon would usually explode their lungs. But falcons have special things in their nostrils called baffles. That's B-A-F-F-L-E-S. Baffles. These baffles stop their lungs exploding. The baffles are such a clever design that humans have copied them and made them inside jet engines. Once falcons have caught their prey, they kill it using their talons on their feet and a sharp tooth at the end of their beak. They have several thousand foods they like to eat, 2,000 species of birds as well as mice, rats and little mammals, lizards and insects. They travel around 15,500 miles a year in search of food or to find a mate to have baby falcons with. 
The name peregrine falcon means wanderer because they fly so far each year. When they're not hunting, they build nests in cliffs or in tall buildings and in trees. They can live for around 17 years and you'll find them on every continent except Antarctica. I hope that answers your question, Leo. If you have a question you would like answered on the show, all you have to do is ask an adult to record you asking it and ask them to send it in to me at molly at everythingunderthesun.co.uk. Right, that's it for this week. Wishing you all a very lovely week. A huge thank you to Heston for telling us all about how we taste when we have a cold, to Ren and Rook for the copy of Natural Wonders of the World going to Isaac, and to Sanam, Charlie and Leo for this week's questions. A big thank you to Ash Gardner at House of Strange for the theme song and Audio Networks for all the lovely incidental music we use this week. Thanks also to the brilliant Parrots. If you and your family enjoy this podcast, please do subscribe, rate it and give it a lovely review. It really does help keep the podcast going. I'll be back next week answering more questions from children around the world in another episode of Everything Under the Sun. Do send in all your questions and your baby dinosaur impressions. There's info about how to do that on the show's website, everythingunderthesun.co.uk. Thank you and goodbye. Goodbye.